Hey, welcome. You're listening to my fictional podcast, Dr. Apples, a podcast discussing the story of me, all about me. What are you doing? I'm podcasting. No, you're not. Yes. No, you're not. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. No. Yes. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. No. 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 Give it. You give it. You give it. Give it. Fine. You podcast then. I'll go check on my hybrid watch. <laughs> Enjoy the show. Dr. Apples was 11 when he sought out the friendship of the local children. He was conflicted in being so sagacious about his assumptions of the simples, as he calls them. He felt compelled to try to prove himself wrong. He was capable of holding conversations with various age ranges. Issues arose when the conversations became predictable, thus boring. Oh, I need some help The again. simples did the same monotonous routine in life. They never dared to change anything to resolve their problems. They complained and continued oh, living the same plain old boring Please. cycle. I can't believe this is happening again. Despite his convictions, Dr. Apples quickly became friends with a young boy named Eugene. Hey! Eugene was a bit taller and leaner than him. Dr. Apples appreciated his sense of humor, which complemented his great style and fashion. Finally, another person to discuss socks with. They would converse about family, games, growing up in Louisiana, but that's as far as the conversations went. <laughs> Dr. Apples didn't feel Eugene was mentally capable to handle the talks of the universe without it leading back to Eugene's mother and the church. For no particular reason, one afternoon while Eugene and Dr. Apples were walking by the creek, Eugene stepped in front of Dr. Apples, grabbed his suspenders, and corrected his posture. Lifting his head, he stared directly into Dr. Apple's pupils and stated, Come to my house for dessert. My mama's making red velvet. You'll like my house. Dr. Apple's was caught off guard. He had no time to come up with a believable lie. He shifted his eyes to the left in hopes it would create some distance. He was running out of time before a lack of response would make this socially awkward. His voice went soft. Yeah, okay. Dr. Apples heard about these gatherings and had no interest in attending, but he figured this is what it means to try to fit in. Once the words left his mouth, his anxiety grew. The thought of him having to speak to more than one human being on various topics he wasn't interested in made his eyebrows arch awkwardly high for the remaining of the day. I mean, his mama didn't teach him to have that much tact. But, on a lighter note, Red Velvet, his favorite cake, was being served. Yummy! One good thing would come out of this. One. Hey! Come on in, babies! Hey, come on in, welcome! When he arrived at Eugene's home, there were five other children from the neighborhood, two girls and three boys around the ages of nine to 12. Eugene's home was designed similarly to Dr. Apple's home. 
This was comforting and made him feel okay to interact with others. The home was similar aesthetically, but less kept. And there was a tart odor masked by the scent of fresh baked goods. Hey. Hello. The children were welcoming to Dr. Apples, but had nothing in common with him. So his plan of attack was to keep nice and give each child a compliment to warm up to the occasion. You have pretty bows in your hair. I like your shoes. Thanks. You must have been very good to get so much money from the tooth fairy. As he gave these compliments, he had the same stoic expression as he feared they could tell he was disinterested in their retort. Eugene's mother, Miss Hardy, monitored the children sitting in the living room from the kitchen. She was preparing to serve them. She was amazed to see Dr. Apples outside his usual routine. She wanted him to be like the other children so much. She made sure to smile extra hard towards him. You're with your crew now, boy! She leered aggressively towards Dr. Apples. Miss Hardy managed to divert her unnatural stare towards the red velvet cake. She grabbed the kitchen knife and was generous with her slices for each child. The children became energetically loud for their peace, and then everything slowed down. The cheers faded into the abyss as Dr. Apple's eyes zoned into his slice of dark burgundy cake with cream cheese icing coming towards him on a white chipped plate. Nothing but this moment mattered. The fork was in his hand. It was time to eat. With no hesitations, Dr. Apples put as much cake as he could on the fork and shoved the glistening slab into his mouth. Well, this tastes like shit. Oh. Dr. Apples didn't realize he knew this word, nor that he knew how to apply it properly. He wasn't sure if he made the statement out loud or if he thought it. No one looked towards him, so it must have been in his mind. The overcooked cake on his tongue felt like a used sponge with leftover food within the holes, yet brittle as dirt in some spots. When he inhaled, he could smell the tart cocoa and stale milk used. Sandy grit of the flour and starch with the flavor of sugar all rotated within his mouth. He was mostly concerned about trying to swallow the cake or spit it out and run away into the bayou. Miss Hardy strutted back into the kitchen like a peacock displaying its feathers to his mate. With much ego, she didn't notice Dr. Apple's teeth clenched, nose wrinkled, with eyebrows of disapproval. She was only concerned about boasting. I told y'all always make the best food. I told y'all. <laughs> Eugene's mama began working on the contents of a pie. Her hips move into a song in her head. The kids munched and smacked in approval as Miss Hardy dug her hands into the mixture. She cracked a few eggs, poured some sugar into a bowl, and sniffled a bit. Still moving to the unheard music. Without hesitation, she took her index finger, rubbed it against her dress, Slightly clean, she shoved her index finger up her nose to grab her soul from the depths of her nostril. Wait, what? Yep, a big old booger. You can clutch your pearls now. 
already given the circumstance. He wasn't certain if she wiped it off her finger or not, but she never moved from that spot and continued to mix the batter with her hands, all while moving those hips. Dr. Apples, frozen, scanned around the area with his big eyes to see if he were the only human perceptive of this. He wasn't. The other children sat, mesmerized with eyes twinkling, eating and watching Miss Hardy prepare more dishes. Is that what these clumps from this cake are? He clenched his little fists and gritted his teeth. Oh, creative minds are cursed with waves of assumptions. But this time, he may not be inaccurate. The cake did have salty spots. The corners of his mouth sunk. His eyes began to water from the emotions, taste buds, common sense, and judgments. They're okay with this? He thought. They're okay with this. Yes, it's okay with them. This was acceptable. It was the norm. They were content living like this where he would never be. Being there watching the locals devour the rubbish given to them and never questioning it was the moment Dr. Apples knew there had to be more than just this life. That's true, young Dr. Apples. But are you brave enough to act on this revelation? My friends, we may have closed one chapter today, but the quest isn't over yet! Hit that subscribe button to join us on our continuing adventure. And if you want a sneak peek at what's coming up next, visit DrApples.com. See you next time. Stay Apple-tastic. Ooh, I didn't like that one. Apple-tastic? Yeah, really? really. Hmm, I thought that one would stick. Scrap it.